You're listening to episode 23 of the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pop culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. Hi, I'm Alana McGinn, founder of GoodnightSleepSite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. You can head over to GoodnightSleepSite to find out how you can work with a goodnight consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. There is a moment in our lives as parents that some are excited for and others may dread. The two to one nap transition. For some, It means being able to be more active with baby and suddenly you have a whole morning to maybe make playdates or sign up for some more activities. But for others, and I was one of those others, the day can feel pretty long now with each of you counting down to nap time so that you can get some work done, fold some laundry, or just sit and do nothing. You may even be feeling a mixture of the two. What I'm here to tell you is the two to one nap transition can be a big transition for you and your baby. And it's important to go into this nap drop with a plan and a whole lot of consistency in place. And as usual, I got you. The one question I get asked the most in regards to getting your toddler sleeping is how and when do I transition naps? Naps, as I've mentioned many times, are one of the most important fundamentals of healthy sleep and sleeping through the night in infants and toddlers. Sleep equals sleep. And the better rested a child is throughout the day, the better they will sleep at night. A toddler taking two naps still should be sleeping at least an hour to an hour and a half per nap. But we have to understand that whenever we are removing sleep, we aren't taking away the amount of sleep our toddler gets, but redistributing it throughout the day. So for instance, their afternoon nap may increase to a one to three hour nap and bedtime may be a bit earlier until your toddler is adjusted to just the one nap per day. I also recommend keeping some quiet time throughout the day for your three to four year olds even if they aren't napping anymore. More on that in a second. So what are the signs that my child is ready to transition to just one nap? So we have to look at, are they consistently skipping the afternoon nap? They might be taking that morning nap really well, but you're noticing that, you know, A couple weeks have gone by and they're just not taking that afternoon nap anymore. And perhaps maybe bedtime's getting a little tricky because of it. Or are you noticing that the morning nap is getting really pushed out? So, you know, maybe your morning nap started at around nine o'clock and now you're noticing your child isn't falling asleep till like 9.30 or quarter to 10 or 10, 10, even 10.30. And that morning nap is getting pushed out and now it's disrupting the afternoon nap and then in turn bedtime as well. Once you see these signs, and especially if your child is younger than 15 months, 
wait at least a week or two to see if it remains consistent before making the transition, okay? Children go through regressions and that can affect sleep as well. And I really want to stress that if you're listening and your child is maybe about 12 months, 13 months of of age, and you're noticing some of the things that I just said, like they're skipping naps, suddenly they're going on these nap strikes or their morning nap is getting too pushed out. If they're in that age range of 12 to 13 months old, it still may not be time yet to drop the nap, okay? There's a lot of developmental skills that are going on at that age. So you might be noticing your child is walking or cruising, talking a lot more. You're also entering toddlerhood, right? They're starting to push their boundaries. So wait a few weeks to see if those nap disruptions or, you know, that disruption in in their nap schedule changes before making any changes. Because once this phase passes, these developmental phases, your child will likely start napping again. I typically tell parents to hold off with the two to one nap transition until your child is at least 15 months of age, okay? Depending on how sleep sensitive your child is, you may have to hold on to that nap until your toddler is 18 months old. It really does depend on the child. So for instance, with my kids, I have three kids, My daughter and twin son, so my eldest daughter and twin son is not as sleep sensitive as my twin daughter is. So my youngest are twins. They were able to drop that morning nap probably at about 15 to 16 months of age. Whereas with my twin daughter, she really had to hang on to that morning and afternoon nap till she was about 18 months of age. So it really does depend on the child, but I really don't recommend even considering the two to one nap transition until your child is between that 15 to 18 month age mark. This nap transition is a biggie. And I think it's really important to stress that. And even though developmentally a child doesn't need as much sleep as he gets older, sleep issues can creep up during this nap transition, especially if parents try and do it before the child is ready. So try and keep both naps as long as you can, provided you can still keep that early age appropriate bedtime for two and a half years of age. An early bedtime could be anywhere between 6 and 8 p.m., depending on the child and how they're napping. So you're at that stage, your child is old enough, he or she is showing you all the signs but how do you do it? How do you make that transition to just one nap? So there's there's a few ways you can do it. If you feel like your child can make the switch and just drop the morning nap and go straight to say a 12 p.m. afternoon nap, then go for it, right? Easiest way to do it, that's in all honesty, that's how I did it with all my kids. We do it with a lot of clients. You just drop that morning nap. Whenever we are removing sleep, like weaning a nap, remember what I said before, we aren't taking away the amount of sleep in a 24-hour period, but just tacking it on elsewhere throughout the day, right? So at first, the afternoon nap will probably remain to that one to one and a half hours that it's been, but our goal is to try and extend that nap out and lengthen it to two to three hours long, okay? Another way you can do it, and this is the more gradual way, if you feel like your child can't make that big a jump to just dropping the morning nap and getting them down, say about 12 p.m., then you would push the morning nap 15 minutes later every day until you're about at that 12 to 12.30 nap time, okay? During the process, add some quiet time or even some sleep time in the later afternoon to balance out, right, the lack of sleep and the movement of the schedule. So to balance also to kind of be that rest 
in between that witching hour between when they wake up from that one nap and bedtime, okay? Once you get to about an 11 to 11.30 a.m. start time to the nap, eliminate that quiet time or that second nap completely and just make sure that you really bring that bedtime earlier. So again, this is just more of a gradual way to do it. Either way that you do it, your goal is to eventually get that start time of the one nap a day to about that 12.30 p.m. start time, okay? Eventually, maybe even one, but 12.30. So if you're just dropping the morning nap and going straight to the afternoon nap, you know, you might not be able to hit that 12.30. 12, I would say, would be maybe the latest I would go um, right off the bat, or you can gradually shift it 15 minutes later and gradually shift out your schedule until you're just into that one nap. Naps can end altogether by three to four years of age, and the beginning of the transition to no naps can be difficult, and I always recommend keeping at least an hour of quiet time for as long as possible, preferably until your child enters full-day, everyday school. It's a great way for them to recharge, and it's some good downtime for you too, right? My suggestion is go shopping with your child for a quiet time box, so quiet time toys. You can fill a, you don't have to spend a fortune, like go to Walmart, go to, you know, a discount store, fill a box with books, with puzzles, with little figurines, new toys. You know, children love the dollar store. Go take them over there too. Um, when it's time for quiet time, have your child choose one of the quiet time toys and then he or she can happily play with it in their room. He or she might even end up falling asleep for a little bit. So the goal of the quiet time box is just to get them into their room, to give them that quiet time, and to perhaps take a little snooze as well. I hope that helps, guys. Remember, guys, this is just one of the many transitions that your child's going to go through um, during you know, their sleep life, their sleep phase. It is a big transition one, though. So really make sure that they are old enough to do it, that they are showing you the signs to do it. You know where to find me if you have any questions about it, for sure. But hang in there. With a lot of consistency and a lot of persistence, your child will definitely get there for sure. So thanks so much for joining me, guys. And remember, don't go anywhere because coming up, I am opening up my sleep clinic and answering two of your sleep questions. But until next time, guys, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. All right, guys, it is time to open up my sleep clinic where I am able to answer your sleep questions that you submitted to me through Instagram and Twitter. If you want your sleep question possibly answered on an upcoming episode, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at GN Sleep Site, and you can DM me your sleep questions there. All right, so these are two really great questions that I'm looking forward to answering. The first is from at Andrea underscore Talbot, and she asks, daycare only does one nap, but he'll only be one years old, so 12 months old. Can we do two on the weekends? So I love this question, and the short answer is yes, you can. The long answer to explain why that is is this. So We run into this a lot with our clients and you as parents who are looking for daycares are going to run into this a lot where your child is only 12 months of age and you have to put your child into daycare and the daycare only does one nap. So like I said in the episode, you know, 
really that's a little too soon to drop from the two to one nap. Um, you also have to understand that the transition of not only the two to one nap, but then of also on top of that, starting daycare, a new routine, there's a new flow in the house. Like these are all really big transitions for not just your baby, but for you as well, right? So sleep is really important during this time. So when we're removing it too soon, you might start seeing some battles at bedtime. You might start seeing maybe earlier morning waking. You might start seeing more frequent night wakings throughout the night, okay? So because of that, my two suggestions for there is it is what it is. There's not much you can do about it. Your daycare only does one nap. Your child, it's not the end of the world if your child does transition a little bit sooner than they they have to, okay? So, so don't worry too much about that. There are certain things that you can do to kind of help with it though. One of them would be focusing on bedtime. So getting your child to go to bed as early as you can. I know you're saying, yeah, but I'm going to work. Like that's going to be so hard to aim for that earlier bedtime because, you know, by the time you pick them up from daycare and then do dinner and then like hang out with your child because I I get you want to do that, you know, an earlier bedtime can be really hard. Just aim for as early as possible. That earlier bedtime, that extra sleep that you're giving your child will really help them adjust to just that one nap, okay? And then at the on the other side is... Yeah, you can still offer them absolutely two naps on the weekends just to kind of, I don't want to use the word caught up because they likely won't catch up on all of that sleep, but it will definitely help them start the week with just the one nap where they can be as well rested on the weekend. So when you're first making that transition, when they're first going to daycare, when they're first dropping that nap, and even for those that are listening that are in the right age range and their child is actually ready to drop the nap, Keep your schedules light for the first month or two while they're adjusting, meaning don't throw in, you know, all these activities on the weekends and these, you know, gatherings you have to attend and swimming lessons and music lessons and all these lessons. Um, Really focus on naps and, uh, you know, whether you're doing the two on the weekend or just the one on the weekend, just while they're adjusted and really aim on getting that early bedtime in on the weekend. So for working parents as well. I get that it's hard to hit on the during the week, but on the weekends, you can make sure that bedtime is nice and early. So I hope that that helps. But that is a great question, Andrea, because I know there's a lot of families that do struggle with that. Okay, so the next question is from at Jocelyn Bellamy, and she asks, how do I deal with the early morning wake-ups that have resulted from this transition? Another great question because another common thing that we see happening Like I said before, guys, what you have to understand is this is probably one of the biggest sleep transitions that your child will do. And every kid is different. Every kid takes to it different. Some transition perfectly. Like, you know, they don't, there's no blip. They just transition, all is well, great, you're laughing. There's some though that you're really just pulling throughout the process, like pulling along and it's really hard for them. So I cannot stress the importance of making bedtime earlier. I'm going to be talking about this a lot, guys, on This Girl Loves Sleep on so many different, there's so many different reasons why you want to do it, but make bedtime earlier when you're going through a major transition like this, okay? If we're seeing early morning wakings, again, typically that is a sign that sleep is getting lost somewhere. We know it's getting lost during the day because they're suddenly just having that one nap, right? But if bedtime isn't being adjusted to that transition, meaning maybe you're keeping bedtime at the same time or even making it later, 
and then also dropping that morning nap, we're not making up for any of that lost sleep. So making bedtime earlier will make up for that lost sleep. It will help your child fall asleep easier. It will help them sleep more restfully throughout the night, and it will help push out that early morning waking. That early morning waking is typically the last thing that gets pushed out, so be patient. Even just by moving bedtime earlier one night, you're not going to suddenly see your child start sleeping earlier in the in the morning, okay? You've got to really kind of keep chipping away at it. Gradually, you will see that early morning waking push out, but also watch how you're responding to that early morning waking. If your baby's waking up at 5 or 5.30 and that's when you're going to them and starting the day, they're not going to sleep through, you know, any later. So stop, wait, and listen. Try not to go in right away and see if you can push out that early morning as as much as you can, okay? I hope that that helps. Thanks so much for the question, guys. Again, if you want one of your sleep questions possibly answered on an upcoming This Girl Loves Sleep episode, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Both are at GN Sleep Site, and you can DM me your question there, and I will answer it on an upcoming episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys, and be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.